Maria Hill got Steve, Sam, and Natasha out of the commandeered van and into a vehicle of their own. She drove them to a remote shield facility that the Hydra infiltrators had not yet found. GSW, she called out to the doctor who ran to meet them, using the shorthand for gunshot wound. She's lost at least a pint, maybe two. Let me take her, the doctor said. Natasha could barely stay on her feet. She leaned against Sam. She'll want to see him first, Hill said. See who? Steve wondered. Then the doctor pulled aside a curtain, and Steve felt a little flash of optimism. Maybe things would work out after all. Because behind that curtain, battered and bruised in a hospital bed but very much alive, was Nick Fury. About time, Fury said. While the doctor treated Natasha, Fury started to get them up to speed. He listed off the injuries he'd suffered in the Hydra assassination attempt. Lacerated spinal column, cracked sternum, shattered collarbone, perforated liver, and one heck of a headache. Don't forget your collapsed lung, the doctor said. Let's not forget that, Fury agreed. Otherwise, I'm good. Natasha couldn't believe it. They cut you open. Your heart stopped. Tetrodotoxin B slows the pulse to one beat a minute. Banner developed it for stress. Didn't work so great for him, but we found a use for it. Why all the secrecy? Steve asked. Why not just tell us? Any attempt on the director's life had to look successful, Hill said. Fury nodded. Can't kill you if you're already dead. Besides, I wasn't sure who to trust. In a secret sub-basement of a downtown Washington, D.C. building, Hydra technicians worked to repair the Winter Soldier's arm. He sat staring off into space, fighting against the flood of memories that threatened to drive him crazy. Steve Rogers had looked at him and said, Bucky. Who was Bucky? Then the Winter Soldier started to remember. He remembered Arnim Zola, the Hydra scientist, leaning over him when he was in the hospital after falling from the train. He remembered Steve Rogers, Captain America, calling out as he fell. He remembered the snow and being cold. He remembered feeling like he was going to die. Then he remembered waking up in the Hydra research lab and looking at his new left arm, shining metal. The procedure has already started, Zola had said. You are to be the new fist of Hydra. Then Zola had turned to another Hydra scientist and said, Put him on ice. Bucky jerked in his chair and flung the Hydra technician across the room. The guards all turned their guns on him. He froze. He was not Bucky. There was no Bucky. He was the Winter Soldier. Wasn't he? From the hall outside, he heard someone say, Sir, he's unstable, erratic. Then Alexander Pierce walked in and gestured for everyone to lower their guns. The Winter Soldier knew Pierce. Pierce was his mission chief. He gave the orders. Bucky, no, the Winter Soldier, waited to hear what he would say now. Mission report, Pierce said. The Winter Soldier stared. Mission report now, Pierce said. When the Winter Soldier didn't respond, Pierce slapped him in the face. The man on the bridge, the Winter Soldier said. Who was he? You met him earlier this week on another assignment, Pierce said. The Winter Soldier knew that. He remembered that assignment, to extract Jasper Sitwell. But he also remembered, I knew him, 
he said. Your work has been a gift to mankind, Pierce said. His voice was quiet and persuasive. You shaped the century, and I need you to do it one more time. Society's at a tipping point between order and chaos, and tomorrow morning, we're going to give it a push. But if you don't do your part, I can't do mine. And Hydra can't give the world the freedom it deserves. But I knew him, the Winter Soldier said. Pierce sighed. He stood up and turned to the nearby doctor. Prep him. He's been out of cryofreeze too long, the doctor objected. Then wipe him and start over, Pierce said. The doctors got to work. Pierce and Rumlow left to attend to other business. Tomorrow, Project Insight would usher in a new world.